Hey, hello. So how about that, man? Tour's over. Man, ladies, I'm back. I'm back home. I'm sitting here in my beautiful Providence, Rhode Island apartment that I've only spent two weeks in because I moved in and then immediately left for a tour. Um, But I'm home now, and it feels really, really good. I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the good times that we had on the road. Uh, it, It was just, I really recommend that if you haven't traveled across the country, like done like a cross country road trip or, you know, anything could be by yourself. I don't recommend doing it by yourself. Um, it sounds actually kind of dangerous and scary, but, um, if you have a group of friends that are game that want to do it, that have never done it before, I think you should definitely do it. Find some great cities, find some places to post up, maybe go camping, um, you know, talk to the people around the country. You're really going to get a lot of different perspectives. And I don't mean that like politically. I just mean that like geographically, you're going to see what these people deal with on a day-to-day basis and how different their lives are than yours, which gives you a lot of perspective. Um, yeah, pick some spots, pick some cities, go to the cities, have a good time, hop in the car and keep going. Um, this is my, who, how many times? This is my second, uh, time traveling to the West coast with carbon leaf, but I've done it a couple other times too. So I, it's probably like my fourth or fifth time doing that, which is kind of crazy, but, um, it's fun. It just gets more and more fun every single time because for me, I'm a familiar, I like to be familiar with, with what I'm doing. Like if I have a restaurant, I like to go to in town, I'll go to that restaurant all the time until I have bad service once and then I'll find another one. I don't know. It's just, I'm a creature of habit. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So I'll find these places in the country where I'm really familiar with them and I get excited to not even just, this isn't, doesn't have anything to do with the show, but I just get excited to go to these places and, you know, great breakfast spots, great, um, music stores, even the venues, you know, the people at certain venues that you look forward to seeing every year. It's just like, it's like a long distance traveling reunion. That's just kind of how, that's how it feels to me. And this time on the road, we had a new lighting guy, which is kind of scary when you first start, when you're not you don't know this person. You don't know if they're going to be cool or not. You don't know if they're going to work hard or not. You don't know. I didn't know anything about his company or what, what that was all about. But, um, Trevor turned out being really, really awesome. He, uh, he kept the party going most nights. Um, yeah, we just had, we had a blast. There was so many nights where we would stay up and, watch South Park and the bus on the drive, like 
to a truck stop and then stay at the truck stop, get late night food and then not go to bed until, I don't know, two, two thirty. And I will say on this trip, on this particular tour, which was a goal of mine, I did not have one sip of alcohol. I have actually, I'm still going. I haven't had one yet. It wasn't like, all right, tour's over, time to drink. I just don't feel like it. I feel really, really good. So I think it's been, it's been like 32 days because I started a couple of days early. Um, And I went out like last night, like, like a last night thing in Richmond before we left with, with, um, with John and we went to bovine in the fan district in Richmond and that place is awesome. And, uh, they have these boozy milkshakes. So I had one of those and then, uh, and that, that's when, that's when I started, but I feel really good. And it really, I think affected the shows in a positive way. I didn't feel, obviously I wasn't hungover or anything. Um, I felt like I played really well. It's easy to say that now when you're not in the middle of, I don't know, 12 to 14 shows in a row where you're like, oh man, I don't know if I have it tonight. Like baseline playing was very, very good. And then obviously there's, and then there's nights, maybe not so obvious, but there's nights where things are better. Maybe there's a better crowd. There's a better vibe. Um, listening better. <sighs> Excuse me. Obviously, I'm still tired because I just got in this morning. I flew in from Richmond this morning. I had to uh, stop off in Atlanta and then flew to Providence. So not as easy as a travel day as it used to be when I, when I was in Boston because they had a direct flight there. But still all good. It's all good. Because you know what I did? I traveled across the country and played music with my friends for work. And that's it. That's all I can really say about it. It was really, really fun. Um, We did a little, we did a mid-tour recap, uh, John and I. So I guess I'll just do the rest of the recap. But first, if you have any questions, concerns, comments please email the podcast at after the gig pod at gmail.com. Um, I have stickers available. So if you're interested in getting an after gig, after the gig sticker with, with my likeness on it, let me know. Send me a message. There's also the Patreon. Please go on the Patreon and support. I got to do a post for that in the next couple weeks here. Cause I wasn't able to post on Patreon almost that entire time. So, um, there's that. But check out the Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash after the gig. And you can select some tw- tier levels there. There's some great, great things you can get. I'm going to, I think I'm going to tweak them a little bit. And um, you can support the podcast. You support me and also get some awesome, um, get some great extra content as well. Um, all right. Where were we? So the mid tour, I think we did it after Seattle, maybe was after Seattle. I think so. I think it was like two weeks in. So Seattle would have been two week point. Um, but I don't know. Spokane, Washington was cool. They're getting rid of the club and they're going to build a bigger, better 
club in Spokane. So that is exciting. But that's like a cool stop off city. Like Spokane, like I was saying before, with the the being familiar with the area, I know that there is a co-op right down the street that I can go and I can get good food and it's not too far away and it's a nice walk. If it's a nice day, I can walk down there, know exactly what I'm going to get, know the people. And then I walk back up and go to, uh, I think it's like, I think it's called space, space coffee or like outer space coffee, spaceman coffee, something like that right next to the Bartlett, which is the venue and get a coffee, say hello, maybe a little discount. Cause you're playing next door which is pretty sweet. Um, then Boise, Idaho, Boise. If you haven't been to Boise, you got to get over there, man. You got to get over to Boise, Boise, Boise knows something that we all don't. It's like this really nice, really clean city in the middle of the mountains. And there's a bunch of cool stuff. And I feel like it's on the verge of getting built up and being really, really cool, but they just got to get an influx of young people in there buying property and all that. And it'll be even, you know, there'll be an expensive city and then people will hate it again. But right now it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. So check out Boise. If you get a chance, Salt Lake, Salt Lake city, Utah, we played the, um, the state room, which is, it's just a great stage. It's a great vibe. Um, we have a great group of fans that come out and, uh, and support us in Salt Lake city. So I think that was one of my first, um, no, that wasn't the first, the, the first time I drove the rig in that was Nashville, but, um, Salt Lake city was cool. Salt Lake city is pretty badass. Uh, getting to Boulder, Colorado, we hit snow, which I was not prepared for. Um, the venue was beautiful. I, the name of it escapes me now, but, um, Adam Ezra, who, if you're not familiar with Adam Ezra, he's the front man of the Adam Ezra group, uh, based out of Massachusetts or New England, whatever. Adam's been doing this for a long time. And if you're a fan of Adam, I'm trying to get him on the show. We were going to try to do it after our either Boulder or Denver show, but it just didn't work out. The timing for those shows, we got to Boulder so late. I think we were like two hours late for our load-in. And there was an elevator. It just took forever. And then doors opened immediately after we were done sound checking. So that always makes for a really good time. <laughs> um, couldn't, didn't really have time to get dinner or anything like that. But luckily, Denver was the next day. And Denver was fucking awesome. If you haven't been to the Bluebird Theater in Denver, or if you haven't been to Denver in general, you gotta go. You have to go. Um, it's like, it's just, it's just such a great, it's a great spot. It's a great city. Um, there's great food there. Obviously all the, the medical or the marijuana shops that are like on every corner. So you can just go and have yourself a good old time. Um, I ended up buying myself a guitar in Denver at this beautiful guitar shop. Um, it starts with a C and I'm going to look it up because let me see. How can I find this? Google maps. I definitely 
they gave me like a t-shirt and stickers and stuff. And I can't remember. Let's see. Bluebird Cafe. No, Bluebird Theater. There it is. Colfax Avenue. Is it Colfax Guitar Shop? That might be what it is. Come on. Come on. Why is this why is this being like this? Oh, oh, Mezcal. World Martial Arts Supply. Come on, dude. I know you're there. Where are you? Thing is I can't just let this go because it was it was so great. I feel like it could have been Colfax guitar shop. There's a salon. Just what we need, more salons. World Martial Arts Supply Store, N1 Motorsports is over there. What the fuck? Yes, it's Colfax Guitar Shop. And I went there and it was just a guitar shop. I was just killing time. And I walked in and on the wall was two guitars. There was a Gibson. I think it was a Hummingbird. And I took it down. I was like, yeah, you know, you know, when you, if, if you're a musician and you're listening to this, you know, if you play something, you're like, oh shit, did not have that with that guitar. But next to it, which was the guitar I was eyeing up first, but I wanted to grab the other one because I knew that I was going to like the second one better was a Martin double O CEO seven acoustic guitar. And what that means is, um, well, the CEO sevens have this interesting, it's kind of a rare body style, the double O, cause it's a little smaller. I think it's smaller than a triple O. I could be getting that wrong or it's smaller than an OM bigger than a triple O. I don't exactly know, but this guitar was designed by, um, Chris Martin, not from Coldplay, but from the actual Martin Guitar Company. And he made it kind of look like a Gibson L double O or L triple O, whatever. Has that dark sunburst color on it. It's built really well, but it sounds and feels like a Martin. It's got a wide, kind of a wider neck. So the strings are a little bit further apart, which I like. Um, and you know, those of you that know me know that I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm like an intermediate guitar, but I'm not like, I mean, I can play, I can play guitar, but there's a lot that I need to learn. I'm like, compared to the people that I play with, I'm just like, you know, complete amateur hour, but I'm trying and, and it was time for me to get something a little, something better that I could grow into. And like this guitar just totally, you know, just was calling my name from off the, uh, from off the rack. And I picked it up, started playing it. I was like, holy shit. And then Carter was actually walking across the street. Um, after getting Starbucks, I, I poked my head out the door. I screamed across the street. I was like, Carter, get over here. So I made him come over into the guitar shop. I made him play the guitar, tell me what he thought, kind of look it over. And, um, and he's like, yeah, man, this is like nicer than a bunch of my guitars. So, um, you know, it was a great deal on it. I was looking to, 
it was right in kind of the wheelhouse of what I wanted to spend. So I left the shop. This is my main move. I leave, if I'm making a big purchase, I leave and then I see how I feel about it in a little while. If I really, really want it and I and it's going to bother me and it bothers me that I didn't get it, then I'll go back and I'll go buy the guitar. I'll buy the guitar. Um, and that's what I did. So I did that. Got a strap for it, and I played it that night on on stage for uh, two aging aging truckers, um, which we've been doing, which we've been doing live all this tour, kind of at the end of the show, and um, I just play kind. I kind of double Terry's acoustic guitar part on the other side of the stage because we do it all acoustic. Um, so I try to just fill up a bit of sound and and stuff like that, but it's been super fun, and all the last shows since Denver, I've been playing on my own guitar, and not on, uh, on, um, Terry's, which is fun, but this is more fun, um, Denver, Kansas City, Kansas City, where are we playing Kansas City, oh, we played a casino, which was actually very interesting and kind of cool. The room was awesome. It was big. It was big for us in Kansas City. Um, then we had a couple of days off, and we stayed at a cabin, and I shot a flamethrower, which was pretty ridiculous. Uh, there's pictures on Instagram of that. Um, at J. Hum- at what is my Instagram? At J. Humphrey Music or uh, at After the Gig Pod or After the Gig. You'll find it. You're smart. So, St. Paul, Minnesota was like the weirdest show of the tour. It was, it was after two days off, so I think we just forgot everything. Um, so, we had a couple little brain fart mistakes, a couple little lighting things, uh, big. Uh, I went to a bridge too soon and had to kind of save that. Um, yeah, we're just going to forget about St. Paul until next year. So Milwaukee, we played Collectivo, the back room at Collectivo, which is like a coffee shop. You walk into a coffee shop, you think like, what is going on? Why, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see a show here. I'm going to go see Carbon Leaf play in a coffee shop. And then you walk in, you're like, okay, this is a coffee shop. And then you walk in the back, and there's this big, beautiful stage. And it's awesome. And they give you free coffee. I got a, I got a t-shirt. Um they're just like, it sounded great. I was having some serious issues with my in-ear monitors, um, which I'll get to, um, for the net with the next show, which being Chicago, cause I got them fixed in Chicago. Um, but other than having a couple little like personal technical issues, I thought the show felt really, really good. The room was great. The crowd was amazing. Um, so that was really, really a blast. Um, now with my in-ears, I use Sensophonics, um, which is a company in-ear monitoring and custom earplug um, company based out of Chicago. So I called them up. We have a good relationship with those guys. Claudia over there is amazing. And um, and I was having this issue, I was having problems, and it was starting to become unusable, and I was really nervous because I always play the show on in-ears. Um, I can just hear way better. 
because of just the way things are on stage and, and the relationship to things and, and how the harmonies need to be. And I sing a lot, so it's just better. And, and it's something I'm more used to and to kind of pull that rug out, um, from under me midway through the tour after we've been doing shows all year on ears. I've, I've never, I haven't used a wedge for a carbon leaf show since probably my first carbon leaf tour. And then that was because, um, I don't know, there was something wrong with like our, our monitor system, some, some, something stupid. So I went to Chicago and got there early, went to the, went to Sensophonics. They had already had my ear impressions from last year. So they said like, all right, this is this and this are wrong. This is wrong with the left ear. This is wrong with the right ear. So what we need to do is we need to remake them. And um, they were so nice. And since I only had them made a year ago, they just remade me a brand new pair and did not charge me anything. They just uh, gave me a really nice smile and said, hey, there you go. Here's your in-ears. And I was amazed. They made them. Between that morning, usually it takes like two weeks. Between that morning and showtime, I had to sound check without them, which was like, okay, I guess I could do this if they don't get made by tonight. So, but after like an hour after sound check, they show up in a little bag, my brand new in ears, same exact everything. It, was, it all looked great. They, they actually even feel like they fit better than the other ones. Um, put them in, they sounded perfect and that's it. And that was the rest of the, the rest of the tour. I had a perfect brand new in-ears and they were made within one day. So thank you, Sensophonics. I appreciate that very much. Um, kept the tour live, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. The next night was dope. Um, music box supper club, which I played, I think I've played it every year for like five Five years I played with Kellogg a bunch a couple times. Played it with um, Carbon Leaf a couple times. So there's there's that club which is pretty sweet, and uh, the Cleveland crowd is always great because we play Ann Arbor either before or after them. In this case, it was after, and there's a little bit of a rift between Ann Arbor and Cleveland. Apparently, I don't know why. Um, probably sports or something. But uh, Ann Arbor was the next night, and that was a beautiful. Beautiful show. Got to really walk around and enjoy it. Um, and uh, and that was the tour. That was it. Then we had a private show on the 20th. Um, thank you, Karen Fritchie, for having us. And that was, uh, that was it. Then I went home, drove home to Richmond, which is a long drive from the Ann Arbor area. And then today's 22nd. Flew, flew home this morning. I'm going to get a haircut tomorrow. And that's, and, and that's it. So, um, keeping this real short guys, I, uh, I appreciate you listening. Please check out the Patreon. Um, please send me an email, anything. It could be questions about my drum setup, whatever. If you want to ask me, uh, you know, boxers of briefs, whatever. I don't care. Uh, it's, it's, it's boxer briefs. So it's both. Um, 6 30 right now i'm gonna go pick up my wife from the airport 
I have not seen her in a month. So I'm very, very excited to see Genevieve. Um, so without further ado, actually, I can't even say that. There's no interview today. This is it. I will leave you with some music. Um, and, uh, and I'll catch you next week. Peace out, Cub Scouts. The red star is Mercury or Venus To tell the truth, I don't really know Space brings back boyish wonder And if we run, we run behind We run we run behind Everything in your run, you run behind Everything in your run, you run behind And if we live our lives so wild and free like We run behind I saw you at the reunion Should I ask you To tell the truth I don't really know It's easy to run With these feelings And if we run We run behind I saw you At the reunion And everything in your
the people that change our lives A hidden glance and grin remain the same You will return to your life now And I will return to the page We used to drive this Blue Ridge laughing Welcome to this universal blanket She's breathing silver night Space brings back boyish wonder And my dreams just grew back to normal size And my dreams just grew back to normal size I am unearthed and no longer scared I am unearthed, I no longer care I am unearthed If you're thinking you'll run, you'll run behind If you're thinking you'll run, you'll run behind And if we'll have our lives are wild and free
until you lose You thought a better plan Could shake this shadow land This frozen tundra hand Turning it from shade to light Hold it up to candlelight Roaring in the firelight Scorching up the charlatans Tennessee, while all the people mobilize Nothing left to polarize Nothing left Fire. 